This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, March 5th, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. The president's new MyRA proposal is meant to target people without 401ks and without the cash to open traditional IRAs, but it's not clear exactly what gap the MyRA is supposed to fill. Jagadish Gokhale is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. He explains. Supposed to be just like an IRA, uh, except it's a Roth IRA. It's not a regular IRA because you contribute money from after-tax earnings, not before-tax earnings, and that could be a problem because people who will participate or who are targeted for this program are low-income individuals, and low-income individuals generally, or low savers traditionally, people. This program tries to get people to save uh, for their retirement. Uh, and not arrive at retirement with very low funds and therefore be financially vulnerable. Uh, but such folks who find it difficult to save are either highly impatient or they have other in- consumption needs that must be met. Uh, they might be um, paying for their kids' education or, uh, you know, if they have low income, they have to spend a lot on day-to-day living. They live from paycheck to paycheck. So it's, there's not much scope for savings. So this attractive investment opportunity uh, uh, is intended to get them to save. But it's attractive in a kind of weird way. It doesn't give them a tax break immediately. It requires them to save out of after-tax money, which is going to be difficult. So I think the program should have been uh, uh, designed to provide a choice between regular versus Roth or saving from before tax versus after tax and let people choose what they want to do. In the long term, Roths are going to be better uh, because given the shortfalls that the government's facing over the long term, chances are taxes are going to be higher. So investing in Roth, paying taxes now versus in the future when you withdraw the money, is going to be better probably. So in this in this sense, Roths are better, but uh, they're not better in the sense of get, getting effective incentives for people to actually participate, given their high consumption needs today. So Roths are uh, typically better for higher income people. Roths are better for everybody if you expect taxes in the future to go high, become higher, which you know is a reasonable expectation given how uh, short the government is for uh, funds in the long. They face you know tremendous shortfalls in the budget. Uh, so you'd expect, you know, whatever uh, agreements uh, Congress uh, and the administration, whoever is in power, reaches in the future to uh, the so-called grand bargain in order to resolve these future shortfalls, they'll either be uh, done through spending cuts in the future or tax increases in the future. To the extent that there are tax increases, you're going to pay more taxes when it's time to withdraw funds from your IRA accounts. Well, if it's a Roth IRA, they won't be subject to taxes in the future. In that sense, Roths are better, given the expectation that taxes will be higher in the future. But Roths are not good for this targeted group of savers because they require them to put money away on an after-tax basis. Okay. Well, what is the argument that the administration is making on why this is a, this is a, a better plan for low-income people? Well, one of the arguments is that it will not require a minimum investment amount, many uh, private financial companies that offer IRAs, regular or Roth, require minimum investment amounts. 
Well, that's not really a hurdle. You can put money away in a money market saving fund from period to period or month to month, whatever it is. And then once you reach the minimum amount, invest it in the IRA. So this is not really a true hurdle. And there are very, you know, low-cost, low-minimum-requirement accounts available, for example, from Fidelity or Vanguard or other large investment houses that really don't require such a big minimum investment account. So that's really not a much, much of a hurdle, but the administration's doubting that that's, that will help uh, attract people into these accounts. Well, I, you know, the other disadvantage of the accounts, however, is that they require or they, the portfolio... Uh, is invested only in the Federal Employee Thrift Saving Plans G Fund, which is a government securities fund. So all of the money is really going to the government. And this fund has traditionally uh, earned very low rates of return. Over the last year, it earned less than 2%. Over the last 10 years, the annualized return was less than 3.5%, which means over a 20-year period or so, you'd probably end up saving much less than if you participated in the stock market, which gives you average long-term rates of return of 7, 8, even since the early 80s, the stock market has returned more than 10%. Uh, inflation adjusted, it's been about 7 to 8%, which is more than double what this uh, G fund will provide, which means over a 20-year period, you could probably more than double the savings that you will amass uh, by participating in the stock market compared to investing in this uh, uh, low-return account. In any case, the account has a maximum ceiling of how many assets you can accumulate in it of $15,000. So after $15,000, you still have to go into a regular IRA. So it's kind of small potatoes, peanuts type of saving incentive that the administration is touting which is not, if you consider it carefully, is not that attractive. And in any case, low-income individuals also tend to be younger. Uh, Early in your career, you have low earnings, and over the career, your earnings will rise. But if you're low earnings today, you're, you're probably young, which means you have more time to take risks in the stock market. And assuming risks generates, in the, over the long term, higher returns. So this actually misdirects your investments, especially if you're young, to a very safe uh, but low-returning account, uh, which is not the right thing to do for young people. Jagadish Gokhale is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at cato.org.